What up, people of the internet, baseball lovers, and uh, podcast listeners? This is the Stew Pod, the Yahoo Sports baseball podcast. I am Mike Oz. And I am Chris Wick. I sound much more awake in this podcast than I did in the last one that we did at like midnight, I think. <laughs> well, that's understandable. I sound tired in that podcast, man. Baseball keeps you up. Yeah, we've been we've been on the baseball grind, but it's been fun. I, I can't say that. Um, has there been maybe one boring game? I mean, maybe one. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think. I mean, there there have been, but all the exciting moments stand out so much that I can't even remember which one was boring. Yeah, it's been it's been some really good stuff, man. And uh, I've I've loved I've loved the postseason so far. One thing that um, is is funny that stands out to me is when I think about like the past postseasons and and like the division series. When you get to the World Series, it just seems like it was forever ago, and like. It didn't even matter, you know. Like you're like, oh yeah, I remember the I remember the Orioles. I remember the Orioles were around. <laughs> um, so I'll be curious to see if like all this stuff, like if if we still care, you know, about Jose Batista's bat flip, you know, once we get the World Series, or if we still care about like the Cubs hitting six home runs. Um, I feel like those are big moments though. So I feel like they'll have some staying power beyond just uh, you know this week. So I feel like I mean on the on the emergency podcast we did this week. Looking at the the ALCS, plug, we talked we talked about how far away the wild card games already feel. So yeah. we're already we're already experiencing that. Yeah, yeah. I don't even like who's in the wild card games again. The Yankees, really? Yeah. The Yankees are in the playoffs. It's, it's like that, man. Um, so this week on the podcast, this is the proper podcast, by the way, for you people who listen to all the podcasts. Like we do the short little series ones, um, which. The ALCS one is out there. The NLCS one, depending on when you listen to this, will is out there, or it will be out there soon. Um, but this is our this is our proper one, and we are thrilled this week to have uh, Francisco Lindor of the Indians joining us. Um, our man Bad News Ramen is going to come with three strikes, and uh, we have a couple more interesting topics that Chris. I, I think should we tell the people, or should we should we make them wait? What do you think? I say we keep it a secret for now. All right. I'll say I'll say one of them involves bats flying high in the air. <laughs> How about that? Fair enough. All right. This is the Stew Pod. We're going to get into our interview with Francisco Lindor right now. Welcome back, everybody, to the Stew Pod. I am Mike Oz with Chris Swick, and we are happy to be joined by Francisco Lindor of the Cleveland Indians, who has just been a man about the country this week. Uh, Francisco, first of all, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for having me, guys. Seems like you've been all over the place this week. I saw you on uh, saw you on ESPN, seen pictures of you kind of all over the place on Twitter. Um, is it kind of cool to kind of be on like a, I guess, a media tour, just kind of being whisked around and place oh, yeah. to place? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. I took uh, took three days, you know, to go around different places and uh, uh, do the the media stuff, and uh, I love it. I love it. I've been having a blast. I went to um, ESPN up in Connecticut, and came down, um, came up over here to New York and MLB.com, all the stuff, Sports Illustrated, all the stuff. I'm having a blast. Yeah, as a as as a young guy, that's got to be pretty fun, right? I mean, just as a 21 year old oh, yeah. guy, just going around everywhere. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. I'm having, I'm having, a, I'm having a blast. It's just, you know, things like this. You you watch them always on TV, and now now I get to do them. That's that's pretty cool. 
were, were you always interested in, in doing broadcasting or is it something now where you just have the opportunity and so you're going to take advantage of that? Now that I got the opportunity, I'm going to take advantage of it, you know. And, right. and when I was little, I didn't, I didn't know the language, so I couldn't really um, picture myself doing it. But now that I'm, I'm, I'm in the moment, I, I'm a guy that lives, um, try to go, uh, you know, I'm enjoying it, like I said. Right. Okay, and so I, I know we want to ask you a little bit about the postseason here. Um, have you been, you know, have you been following along, and, and who, who's kind of impressed you, I guess, during... The, the postseason thus far. Which, which players have impressed? Yeah, you? which players? Yeah, I mean, I I watched I watched a little bit. You know, you got um, buddies that that are playing in the plastic postseason, and uh, uh, that home run that Swarver hit yesterday is very <laughs> impressive. That was that was a bomb, and uh, uh, buys you know going the other way, um, coming up big for the Cubs as well. As, um, Odor playing great baseball for the for the Rangers. And uh, as players, those players, Correa, you know, he's been doing pretty good uh, with those two home runs the the, the other day. Um, you know, it's, it, I've been watching that. I've been watching that. It's just I've been paying attention to um, pretty much everybody. The the way the way the, the the Blue Years are coming back, the way the Mets they've been playing. Uh, Kershaw in that in that game he pitched a hell of a, um, a great game, and uh, you know it's, I I've been paying attention. And I, I, it's real good. I, I'm happy this postseason is going the way it is going right now because three game fives that's that's good. How do you how do you watch the games? I mean, do you watch them on TV? Do you follow them on your phone? I know you're you're a young guy, so uh, you have a lot of different options or, or you know different technology that you might be into. Uh, do you sit and watch the games, or do you hang out with your friends? Like, like, how do you watch the postseason? TV, I, TV. I keep it, keep it normal. TV, I watch it on TV, and then uh, uh, when I don't get, I don't, when I don't get to watch every single game, I ESPN or MLB Network, and uh, you know, I I find out how they're doing from from how what would the what the scores were on on those days. All right, so we're gonna put you on the spot here. If you had to pick a team to win the World Series today, who who do you like? Oof, that's that's a tough question. Because the <laughs> Mets, they they got great pitching. So was the Dodgers, and then if you go to the Ameri- to the um, to the American American League side, Kansas City's got a good momentum right now, and they've been there. And uh, Texas, they've been in the World Series. You know, it's it's tough. It's a tough pick. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good one. It's gonna be a great For sure. postseason. We've seen a few, a few guys from from Puerto Rico do pretty well. Uh, you know, Baez obviously had that that big home run. Carlos Correa had a big game uh, before it all kind of turned bad for the for the Astros in, in Game Four. Uh, for you, I mean, I know you guys are all on different teams, but is it is it is there a certain pride in seeing other guys from Puerto Rico do really well? Having them in the postseason is such a is, I have pride. You know, Puerto Rico is. It's awesome, and then I play against Baez growing up in Puerto Rico. Then over here in the states, when we both came out here, um, we we met each other in our senior years, and we play against each other. So it's just I'm happy for them. I take a lot of pride in, in that, you know. And I'm sure the, the Puerto Rican fans are having a blast. Yeah, Francisco. There's you mentioned Baez, and we've talked a little bit about Correa thus far. Uh, you know our are these guys 
you consider them friends? Are they rivals since you're on different teams now? What what's that relationship like with some of these guys? Yeah, bias. Like I said, I know bias a long time. You know, we talk. We we talked during the offseason. Last last offseason, I spent uh, my Thanksgiving at his house, and uh, you know, his his family is awesome. So is um Correa's family. Um, I haven't had the chance to um talk that much with Correa. You know, the time that we when we play against each other and times that uh, we saw each other were at different places. You know, we talked, but it's not um, like Baez. Me and Baez know each other a little bit more. So you and Correa now have, uh, I guess, kind of colliding as you're the favorites for the Rookie of the Year. Uh, so you guys are probably, you know, going to be judged against each other a little more frequently now. Um, how do you size up the differences between you you and he and and um, like, who do you think should win rookie of the year? You can be biased. It's okay. <laughs> uh, it, it's it's awesome, man. I, I think the the opportunity that we that we put ourselves in, in, you know, it's just is is a blessing. It's a blessing, and then we we I'm sure he's enjoying it because I'm enjoying it as well. And it's just whoever wins it, man, it's, it's going to be an honor. It's going to be um, a great moment for for Puerto Rico. You think it should be you, though, right? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but it, it doesn't. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter. I would. Lo- I would love to win it, but it doesn't matter who wins it, man. It's just. I don't see. I don't see him as. Uh, as someone like he's on the other side. I, I gotta. I gotta beat him and everything. I gotta like you know. I gotta. Um, wish him bad. No, no, no. He's he's a great person. I wish him nothing but best, and I. I um, I hope he does. He has a long career, and I hope he um he continues to do the special thing he's doing. What about in the National League? Um, there have been a lot of strong rookies just all over the place. But in the National League, is there anyone you kind of like for that award? I mean, I haven't uh, I haven't really seen the the numbers on anybody, so I can't really tell you in that. Um, but uh, you know, there's Duffy for the Giants, Chris Bryant. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, I don't even know who's, um, who's on the, um, race for it, but I just, all I know is where Winston is going to be a great experience for, um, for both of the guys that win it, you know, and it's going to, and it, it's not about one year, you know, hopefully we can keep our heads straight and, um, stay humble and continue to, um, help each, um, each organization win. If you win, who? Uh, what are you going to do with the award? Like, what would you do with the trophy? I'll probably give it to my dad or my mom. I'll give it to one one of them, you know, so they can, so they, so they see the 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 work they put in and the time they spend. I'll probably give it to one of them. I think, yeah, and then I'll I'll see if I can get a little replica and have it in my little. In my case. <laughs> nice. So, Francisco, we've talked a lot about Javi Baez and Carlos Correa. There have been a lot of shortstops and middle infielders who came up this year. I'm um, thinking like Corey Seager and Addison Russell. Uh, you, you mentioned Odor of the Rangers. Uh, are you... Is there like a middle infield club in the minors? Are you close with these guys? Do you Are you following what they do? Because... From my perspective, it's just really exciting to have 
suddenly all of these really promising, great middle infielders up in the majors again. It is, it is exciting, you know. I, I can only make me better. It can only make me a better player because uh, I see them. I want to continue to get better. And uh, this for the Red Sox, Bogarts, um, Devon Moreto, they they both um, great infielders. And it's just it's fun watching them. And uh, it makes me um, work harder to to continue to be um, a successful player and continue to. Um, be better every day we've seen the uh the class of shortstops right now the young guys get compared to when a-rod and jeter and nomar were all young and rookies um if that's the case if we're talking about you know a-rod jeter nomar those kind of guys which one are you <laughs> which one am i yeah out of those three which one are you most uh <laughs> well, most close to no, well well, Nomar had a lot of pop. Ava has a lot of pop. Jeter, he had pop, but it was, you know, it wasn't like he, that was his game. His game was just to get on base, get base hits, catch the ball, make great plays. And he he um, he put himself into a Hall of Fame career. So I think that that's kind of like my game, you know. However, I'm not as big as his, but I think I'm more of a base hit guy, you know, catch the ball, make great plays. Routing um, plays. Plus, he was smooth. That's kind of like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, were were those some of the guys you looked up to as a young player, or were there, um, you know, I guess who did you look up to as yeah, a young shortstop? Yeah, I um I I try to look to to pick things from a lot of players, you know, um, Barry Larkin, Roberto Alomar, um, Omar Vizquel, uh, Jeter. Um, Jimmy Rollins, Reyes, Elvis Andrews—you know players like that. I, I looked, I looked um, on what they had and tried to make it, make it my, my own. Uh, so I also wanted to ask you a little bit about your season at the plate. I know after you were called up, uh, you went maybe a week or two where there were some struggles at the plate, and then obviously something clicked for you. So I'm wondering. Was there a moment for you where the game slowed down or where suddenly you were maybe seeing pitches better or was it just a matter of those balls finally finding holes? There has to be a little bit of the balls finally finding a hole, but it also, you know, relaxing. I relaxed the play. I, I trusted myself. I had a lot more confidence and that, that helped me into um, to the success that, that, that I had. You know, I, I went home during the start break and I, Try to build my confidence, build, um, continue to trust myself, and continue to, um, just to not continue to start being me because I wasn't being me when I early when I got there. You know, I was just trying to do a little too much. I let I let the the game um, speed up, and when I came back from the outside break, I tried to try to be Francisco Lindor, and and that that's what uh, turned everything around. You guys at the Indians obviously, you know, didn't didn't make the postseason, but for for a minute there, it looked like you guys might be able to sneak in. You got really hot there in the last couple months. Um, it looks like you know you're setting yourself up for a good situation next year. Do you think that next year at this time we're going to have the Indians in the playoffs? Yes, yes, I I, I really do. I really do think um, we got the chance for it, and uh, we just pick it up on where we on when we finished it. So that's how that's how we're gonna uh, 
make it next year, and what we're gonna do is continue pick up where where we left. So this is your first off season as a major league player. I'm I'm wondering if there, you'll change anything about how you spend the off season. Will it be preparation, or will there be a difference knowing that next year you're gonna be on the major league roster? I'm a I'm gonna continue to work hard. Yeah, it changed a little bit. Look, I mean, I went to ESPN. I went to MLB.com. I didn't do that last year, so right. it changed a little bit. But it's not um, it that training me trying to be better. And no, it's not gonna change. So I, I want to ask about your your style. Uh, we've seen that we've seen some of the suits and stuff. Uh, heard you're a stylish guy. Tell me oh, a little yeah. bit about your, uh, your your sense of style and, and uh, I guess what you look for when you get dressed in the morning. Uh, yeah, I'm not scared to um, dress different. You know, I, I'll I'll go anywhere from wearing wearing Jordans to wearing uh, classy shoes and suits and sport coats and all this stuff. You know, I don't I'm not scared to change styles. I I dress different. I uh, I like to dress up. I think. It, that's important to a person. If you look good as a, uh, the way you dress, I think that tells a lot about the person. Do you have, uh, are you like a big watch guy? Do you have a bunch of different watches yeah. for your suits? I'm, yeah, you do. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm a watch guy and shoes. Uh, <laughs> I got a lot of shoes, a lot of watches. I, I, uh, I don't really, I don't really bought any expensive watch. I go with the cheap, with the cheaper versions, but I got a lot. Well, the, the payday's coming, right? You'll uh, you'll get there soon. Yeah, enough. once yeah once once yeah once I, once one day I'll buy myself a very expensive one, and then I won't wear it because it's too expensive. <laughs> <laughs> what's your What's your favorite pair of shoes you have? My favorite pair of shoes, I guess, I got those clothes. They're nice. They're, they're so comfortable, man. They they're dressy, but they're also um, you can wear them sporty. Those are nice, and then uh uh. I like Jordans. Uh, I like my uh, my Gordon Rush. I like those; they're nice. So you just ready for some off-season shopping sprees, then? Oh yeah, every 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 off-season. Yeah, there is. All right. Hey, well, I know you're in you're in New York, uh, probably having a good time out there. So we'll let you go, and uh, you can you can go buy some shoes or or whatever. Uh, but we appreciate the time, Francisco. Thanks for uh, for talking to us and, and talking about the postseason and whatnot. And uh, I think Chris, I know, is a big is big on the Indians, so I think he thinks we'll see you guys next year there too. Yeah, yeah, Chris, stay with us, Chris. Don't leave. Hey, Francisco. After after this season, man, I think you should you should buy that nice watch. You you had a good enough year. I should in buy mind. what? You should buy that nice watch. You had a good enough year <laughs> to treat yourself. <laughs> I'll think about it. I'll think about it. I'll talk to my mom. All right, man. Hey, thank you, Francisco. Have a good one. Thanks for having me. Hey, yo, we are back on the Stew Pod. I'm Mike Oz, joined by friend of the show, best friend of me, myself, Bad News Ramen. Who's bringing us three strikes segment? Yeah, see, I showed you some love today, man. Yeah, you're doing. You're. I'm surprised you're in such a good mood with all the work you're doing, man. This is <laughs> like your. This is like your Super Bowl over here, Dean. Except for except for it lasts like three weeks long, and it's every day. <laughs> I want you to be amped for this. You know, like every time you call me, you're like, oh, I, 
You're like, you're ready to do your segment, so t- today you're going to be amped, right? I'm so psyched oh. right now. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. I want, I want everything. I want to hear everything you have to say. I want you to. I want you to move the crowd, dude. How about that? <laughs> you you got to. You got to be my. You got to be my my hype man. You got to be my two big MC and uh, my freaky tie. You know. So so when I go like when I start talking about like career, you're like what? And then I go like Linda. <laughs> oh, you know, you got you got to do stuff like that, all right? I'll, so I'll, I'll, I'll try to work on that. It may not be good this time, but I'll I'll, I'll, I'll put in some some training in the spring, and by next you, year I'll be ready. You'd be a good hype man, dude. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that it'll it'll work out. So uh, let, let's go ahead and go with our first strike. Strike and, one. Um, Strike one, and this is off uh, the heels of your story uh, with one Jose Bautista. And you said that it was kind of like an epic bat flip. You kind of need to give me some background of why you think that was such a great bat flip. Dude, I mean, first of all, the situation. The situation was was ridiculous. Two, the fact that he... The fact that he hit hit the home run and then just kind of stopped and looked like it almost reminded me, and you'll appreciate this. It reminded me of like when the Rock's about to do the people's elbow and he just kind of looks first, like yeah, check out this moment. And then he just threw the bat like he didn't care, like like just soaking in everything that just happened. It was it was insane. Wave, wave, wave your hands like you just don't care. It yeah, was, it was great. Yeah, you know the yeah the the home, the home run was epic. Um, you know, I, I kind of around this time when when baseball playoffs come on and and it's kind of a lull in terms of sports before. The NFL starts, you get a ton of people talking about, you know, should he have done the bat, bat flip, should he have done that? And I just get tired of the whole thing. I'm like, I'm more of like a Kirk Gibson guy. You know, you hit the home run and you kind of, you know, it's kind of even like Joe Carter, right? I mean, the guy was so happy when he hit that home run. Um, you know, Kirk Gibson rounds the bases, head in the second, he pumps his fists and stuff. I mean, I'm kind of more of a guy under that thing where, you know, he's happy with what he did, but he's not kind of throwing the other other team's face. Um, but there's a real easy kind of solution with all the people that are saying like, oh, it's too dramatic. And, you know, and then they start bringing in like the race. It's like, oh, that's the way Dominicans play. It's like, come on, dude. So I'm more of the case of, you know, if he's going to do that, okay, you're allowed to do that. But if I'm on the other team and I'm a pitcher, I'm going to drill that guy in the head the next time I'm up. So there, there's ways to, there are ways, there's ways to combat it. Stop the, stop the talking about it. And baseball has a way of kind of solving problems. Um, but I think that, you know, if it's me and if it's my team, I mean, the next time I'm playing that guy, I'm making sure I'm drilling that guy or and drilling whoever it is. The biggest problem I have out of that whole thing is that pitcher, man. I mean, that pitcher came across as like a, I, mean, I don't want to say little girl, but he came across like a little girl, like spanking a tool on the butt. It's like, come on, dude. If That's the other thing, too. <laughs> he definitely lost his cool. Yeah, he lost his cool. And I have a bat in my hand, so I don't, I don't know, uh, you know, I'd go, uh, you know, Juan Marshall. I would have gone Juan Marshall on that pitch and would have, would have knocked him out with a bat. It's like, you know, you don't do that to me in, in, in front of a national TV. And that, that's maybe why I'm I'm, I'm behind, a, behind a, a podcast instead of in real life because it wouldn't be too good. So um, well, I will, I will tease off. and say that we're going to talk about this some more later on the show. And I, without giving out our full our full platforms on it, I think that you you might have balanced out the view that Chris and I have about bat flips. So. Yeah, because 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 I, I, I mean because yeah because you're my hype man, you know I I, <laughs> I I say what needs to be said and you guys come on the back end and 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 feed off my shine so yeah. All, All right, let's right, strike so, two. Uh, <laughs> strike two is a uh, this I think this is another story that you did. Now I'm just I'm just giving you a ton of love on this big week stew, uh, but it is the uh, I feel extremely bad for Houston fans. I mean Houston is never going to win a World Series and they're going to have another hundred year they're going to have a hundred year curse like the Cubs. Oh, did. throwing down um, the curse. Yeah, all because of some stupid governor wants to uh, 
wants to piggyback off of what his uh, his team is doing and says, oh, I'm so glad that these guys are going to go into the next round of the playoffs. I mean, you have like a 4 for 4 game from Carlos Correa, two home runs, the guy's having a monster game, and then he he allows a uh, – he allows an error, and the, the team comes back, and they end up losing. And of course, they lost yesterday. So uh, heartbreaking, it's that, it, heartbreaking, huh? Heartbreaking. It, it was heartbreaking. I, mean, I, I like Houston. I, I, you know the, that pitching is crazy. McHugh, uh, Dallas, right? Dallas Keuchel. Yeah, Dallas Keuchel. Uh, look, look at that. I'm, I got put on the spot, and I, I got the guy's name right. Um, <laughs> but it, it's 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 sad for baseball. But you know, I wanted to see that young upstart team. But you know, a hundred years from now. Um, People are going to go, oh, it's the curse, it's the Twitter curse of the Houston Astros. And there's going to be some like 18, 20 year old kid going, like, what the heck is Twitter, dude? So oh, I was, I was going to uh, say that. Yeah, well, <laughs> I beat you to it. See, not, that's, this is where you're supposed to hype me. You're supposed to go, oh. yeah, John. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, I said your real name. So, sorry. Um, sorry, yeah, that's my real name. And keep, keep it quiet. But uh, yeah, so the, you have the Twitter curse there. And it, I think it all boils down to is that if you're a politician, and you don't know what social media is and you're trying to get on social media so you can appeal to someone. Here's the deal. This guy tweeted this out, right? He's the governor, right? I don't even know who this guy's name is. It's like, so your whole point of, of trying to be cool and be on Twitter and show that you're show that you're with it, if, if that is the case of the word that I'm trying to use, uh, it's pretty bad. This is almost as bad as when your boy, uh, Bryce Harper, some uh, reporter asked him, you know, what was his favorite – you know, what was his favorite alcoholic drink? And he was under 21. He's like, that's a clown question, bro. So within a couple of days, some stupid uh, political aide told some old dude in Washington, D.C. while he was having a press conference to uh, put that zinger in there. And the guy's kind of like, I don't want to answer that question. That's a clown question, bro. And everybody started laughing. Now, here's the deal. If I was asking that guy a question, if I asked that guy that question and he put that clown question, you know, response on me, I would have jumped over that point and knocked that old man out. So <laughs> anytime that you have a political person trying to get into the sports arena, just, just stay away from it. There, there's, there is no, there is no political person uh, that can do that. I mean, even like Giuliani, as respected as he is, uh, he gets kind of tired of watching the Yankees all the time. It's just, you're just, you're just killing my product over here. Dude, stay with, <laughs> with what you do over there. Get paid crazy amounts of money for not doing a ton of work and just stay in your own backyard. Stay in your lane, man. I think, I think on the subject of curses, though, we, we might be – that might roll us into strike three, correct? Yeah, see, because I'm a professional. You know, so this is uh, that was me, man. I did the good segue. <laughs> you, you did do a good segue. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Mike, yeah. Oh. Tell him, man. Tell him. Doing my hype man stuff so, for you. The, the last one, so Chicago Cubs. Everybody's jumping up and down for the Chicago Cubs, rightfully so. Uh, they clinch, a, uh, they clinch uh, a series at home for the first time since forever because they're dealing with – the goat curse and then they're also dealing with the steve bartman curse now they're you know they're talking about you know before it even started maybe they should bring bartman back maybe they should bring him for the next series leave the guy alone okay let the let the series play out don't bring up bartman's name i mean the poor guy has been a scapegoat for something that nobody ever really thinks about i don't think i don't think moises alou catches that ball okay i don't think that uh I don't think that it was Dusty Baker. Was Dusty Baker the manager at that time for the Chicago Cubs? Oh, I don't even. It, well, I don't even know, whoever man. whoever it was, he he killed Mark Pryor's arm. He killed uh, Kerry Woods' arm. He left he left the pitch, pitchers in way too long. And it sounds like a Dusty thing, thing that, so probably. Yeah, and and then the second baseman. I think there was like a play at second base that the second baseman could have made or the shortstop could have made, and he totally blew that one. So, 
you know, just this whole thing of, of everybody just kind of pointing fingers and it's just this whole kind of mass fast social social media hype machine that's going on and like let's bring Bartman back. Leave the poor kid alone. <laughs> win first. Once they win if if they win the World Series uh, let him throw out the first pitch uh, at, for the opening ga- opening day next year. Next year, but I, I, like I don't want to hear I don't want to hear any Bartman talk, dude. I mean, I like I, it. I, like it. I, I, f- I feel bad for that guy. I mean, and you know we're going to hear it if they make the World Series, though. If we're they make the World Series, we're going to hear it. And I'm saying just leave it alone. Here's 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 the reason why I'm I'm saying that. The Cubs look good. Don't get me wrong. The Cubs look great, and it's really easy for me to say watching you know five championships that the Yankees have won since I've been alive that. Their power scares me, not because they're hitting home runs, but because they're relying on a home run. So I would kind of just be wary of that. Now, the good news is that the Cubs do, you know, work the pitch count in, in that series, and they're 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 patient, they're patient, they're patient. If they can keep on just working that pitch count for those pitchers and allowing that pitcher to make a mistake and then hitting the home run, I'm all for it. But when you, when you're hitting like six home runs to to win one game, uh, if that power's gone, you know. We, this is where we kind of see if, if the Cubs are that type of team that can adjust and win a close game when their power's gone. That's real, man. I think uh, I think the, the power kind of bailed out some of their not-so-great starters there, and we'll see if that can happen again. I do want to say, for the record, you were right. It was Dusty Baker. I looked it up just because, you know. Because you're, cause you, cause you're my hat man. Dude. That's what I'm supposed like to that. do. I'm your number two. You're my number two. I'm uh, speaking of number twos. Uh, I'm going to go take a number two, so uh, I will hey. be out. And uh, hey. you, you guys enjoy the rest of your show because I'm going to enjoy the show that I'm going to have in the bathroom right now. Oh, all right. Bad news, Rama. Thanks for joining us. Got more stew pod coming up in a second. Thank you to our buddy Bad News Ramen for popping in, and thank you to Francisco Lindor of the Indians for uh, talking about his suits and Derek Jeter. And, um, what else? Oh, being in the postseason next year—he pretty much promised that, right? He promised that to you, Chris. Sure. And yeah, he committed—he he committed that you have to be a big supporter of the Indians, so you've basically entered into a contract with him. I got to stay on that. Yeah. Yeah, you've agreed. So I think more than anything, actually, I think the. The headline there is that you agreed to stay on the Indians' bandwagon, more so than he agreed to, you know, promise us to make the playoffs. So, we'll see. That's we'll you, see if I hold boy. up that bargain. That's all you. So, so let's get into some topics, man. Yeah, What's on your mind? Well, I feel like we have to give our take on Jose Batista's bat flip, mainly because everyone else has given their takes. So we just we got to jump into the fray. Are there takes uh, left? There's no, there are not takes left, <laughs> but I think we'll do our best to give an original take here. Um, so, I mean, I'm assuming everyone's seen it at this point, but if you haven't, Batista hit a three run homer during the super dramatic seventh inning of game five of the ALDS. He stared at the ball for quite some time and then he just unleashed this. I, I there's not even a proper adjective to describe it. Uh, Ferocious, I think, is is how maybe Mark Townsend described it in his piece for the site. So we'll go with that. Ferocious bat flip. It was like and, a. It was like when you're riding a roller coaster, and that first big drop. It's like <laughs> that feeling. Yeah, and that has inspired. Well, later in the inning, there was some back and forth. Some benches cleared. Uh, the Rangers were not very happy about it. There have been some quotes out there. 
about them being displeased and about how Jose Batista needs to act like he's been there before, uh, particularly from uh, Sam Dyson, the reliever, who gave up the, the home run. He was not happy. So, Mike, uh, you were not involved in this game. You did not give up the home run. Uh, are you unhappy about the bat flip? Hell no, man. That bat flip, <laughs> he deserved every every little bit of that bat flip. And furthermore, I'm upset that people get upset about bat flips. Like, like let, let's let's think about this in like a an actual um, moment of being Jose Bautista there. Like, your team just went behind on some weird ass play that nobody's ever seen before. Uh, you come out, you know, you sort of get something going with all these errors. You hit this crazy huge home run, and and let let's also add this context: your team hasn't been to the playoffs since 1993. You are the, you've never been to the playoffs. Yeah, he's the second longest tenured player who had never been to the playoffs. Like, add all that together, flip your bat, man. Flip the bat. And and furthermore, I, I kind of wanted to write something about this, and I just didn't get a chance. And I'm sure bat flips will give me another chance to use this at some point. But I kind of feel, I, I, like, I ideologically don't really understand the bat flip, the anti-bat flip crowd. Because essentially, and I'm going to get a little political or, or social here on you, Chris, but essentially what we're saying when we're anti-bat flips, right, is like we don't want to show up our opponent. We don't want our opponent to feel bad correct? Yeah. Like we, we want to be respectful and nice and like not really hurt their feelings. Um, at the same time, I, I would have to, and you can weigh on this and tell me if you think I'm wrong here. I, w- I would say the anti-bat flip crowd, there, there's that, that Venn diagram has a lot of crossover with the people who are like anti-participation trophies. Would you agree? <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that. And isn't sure. that, but isn't it the same thing? I mean, isn't it like you get, we're giving you a participation trophy because we don't want all the teams to feel bad. And like, yeah, you won, but sorry, you can't celebrate. And so, so that is one logical thing that, that a lot of these people I think would agree with. But then at the same time, it's like, no, sorry, you can't celebrate your home run because that's just, that's just mean. Like, nah, man, it's the same thing. And I feel like if you don't want to get bat flipped on, don't give up homers. I mean, I said that one for a while, but, but ideologically, the idea that, you can't celebrate when you accomplish something in sports is just ridiculous. I'm sorry. It is. I don't care about your idea of respecting the game. Um, I say respect the moment. I mean, respect what Jose Bautista just did and respect his right to celebrate how he wants. Boom. There you go, Chris. Well, I am not going to respect Jose Bautista. No, <laughs> I, I'm going to agree with you. I, I'm not going to be contrarian for no reason. Uh, yeah, I mean, yesterday, I mean, I, I believe I told my wife that bat flip gives me life uh, <laughs> later on one of the replays. So, uh, no, I love it. I mean, it, it was such a great moment for Toronto sports and for Batista just on an individual level um, that I, I don't know. That's just, I think, you know, we'll watch that 10, 20 years from now and that'll just be part of the highlight and we'll all be kind of amazed that the whole thing happened. I mean, I think of Kirk Gibson hitting the home run and, pumping his fists, you know, the, the fist pump is a part of the highlight. Nobody today looks at that and says, you know, Kirk Gibson should have been drilled or he's not respecting the game. I, I just think, I, I don't know, for whatever reason, this has become such a big deal. Respecting the game is now such a big topic. And I just don't think it's going to matter 10 years from now when you watch that, you're just going to you're going to think, this was an amazing moment. Of course this guy is going to show some type of emotion. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, I want to talk to you about the Cubs, too. Cubs uh, 
probably the most talked about team in baseball right now, just with all the, you know, history they've gone through and the tortured history at that. Uh, I, I wrote something on, on the stew on the stew today about um, how Doc Brown, aka Christopher Lloyd from Back to the Future, wants to throw out a first pitch if the Cubs make the World Series. Um, I think this is a wonderful idea. I like live that Back to the Future life as as much as you can and as much as you want. Like go as hard as you can and I love it. Um I have two things here. One, I and I tossed a couple of these out, but I'm gonna let you go first. Like how else would you incorporate Back to the Future into a Chicago World Series? Alright, so Back to the Future one and two. Probably probably two of my favorite movies. I'll I'll go that far. Back to Future probably... three was good, man. Yeah. Threes are not I... usually good. Back to the Future three was good. I'm partial to the first two. Yeah. So you have to get Michael J. Fox involved somehow. Maybe he's just at the game. Maybe he's the guest conductor for a seventh inning stretch. That might not be bad. Um, I think Jake Arrieta should hoverboard to the mound for oh, yeah, one nice. of his starts. That's good. That's good. What else? They should something with the clock tower. Maybe maybe something with the clock tower and the and the scoreboard. Oh, yeah, I, I see. Cubs, I see the. If the Cubs win the World Series, they should just leave the scoreboard on with the final just sitting there for the entire offseason, much like how the clock tower was broken. Just, just stop, yeah. Stuff happening. That, that's, Chris, you're a genius. That's really smart. I mean, I, I'm a big fan of Back to the Future. <laughs> oh, DeLorean. DeLore- someone's coming out in a DeLorean. Yeah, that's a good one. All right. My, so, all right. my uh, you go ahead, please. My idea, and I, I think it's honestly one of the better ideas I've had in my life, probably, was that they need to get Biff Tannen to do the um, to do the lineup introductions. But for the opposing team, he just it works butthead into all of their names somehow. Yeah, I like that. I, I think I think it'd be phenomenal. I mean, you, you would get a ton of viral attention. It would help the movie, obviously, because they're trying to celebrate their stuff. Um, I think, I mean, it's, I think it's a winner. I don't, I don't know what Biff Tannen's up to nowadays. I remember that his kid was playing baseball, like in high school, and he was pretty good or something. But I don't know, man. I have said that if they win the World Series, they need to make some sort of uh, Back to the Future statue. Hopefully, I, I want I want Biff holding the almanac. I think that'd be the best one. Yeah, I was gonna I say know. people should dress up as Biff, almanac <laughs> Biff, whether it's the old one or the future. I don't know what was he, just. When he's when he mayor, like when mayor, he was right? the guy that had the hotel like that future yeah. Biff yeah like, I well, think the, he was just the, rich like he was basically just like some rich dude who won all this money betting like he was basically like the FanDuel guy yeah of yeah. Of, of that era he was the original FanDuel guy he was that guy he was in the commercial like hey. that's how he got the hotel he created FanDuel in <laughs> 1985 it's all Biff's fault man everything's Biff's fault but yeah people should dress up as old man Biff from the future who brings the almanac back and that guy that's that's what I think somebody got all like downer on, on the on the Big League Stew Facebook page and they were like can we stop talking about this because they played the Marlins or they played Miami in the World Series in the movie so obviously like it's not the same and I'm like dude calm just down appreciate it man <laughs> just, just don't split hairs just calm down it's okay like the main headline is Cubs won the World Series 2015, right? I mean, like, I don't know. Like, next you're going to be like, well, the newspaper date says a different date than what, what the World Series is being played. Like, just shut up. Just come on. Calm down. I'm, I'm with you. Calm Enjoy down. the movie. Yeah. Suspend your, you know. <laughs> Nitpickiness. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Stop being so nitpicky. It's the Cubs we're talking about, man. If the Cubs win the World Series, like, just 
we're going to take as many liberties as we can with, with exactly. everything. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Um, important question time? Yeah? Do that? I think so. I don't know if I can ask you mine now. I might have to leave it for next week just based on the scenarios that are happening in baseball. Yeah. Okay, we can, we can leave it. That's fine. Mine's pretty good, sure. so. All right. We can get down on it. Um, you know, it, we, we've seen this week a lot of celebration stuff in the postseason. Um, you know, that people celebrate the DS event wins, the LCS wins, all that kind of stuff. Um, we know what happens in the celebrations. We, we've seen the champagne and the cigars and all that stuff. But 2015, man, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, the world has changed a little bit. And uh, people nowadays are into vaping, right? Yeah. And uh, lots of baseball players who I would say are in the, the generational um, bracket of, of vaping. So my question for you, Chris, would be who would be the first baseball player to um, bust out a vape like during the during a postseason celebration, like after so, they won the, the 10 end or the World Series or something? This is an amazing question. It, it is. It's a really good question. Um, I, I really want to pick someone from a team – that is still in the race just well, in hopes can, that we see it this year. Can I stop right now and say you better not pick Bryce Harper? I, but I, I want to <laughs> pick Colby Rasmus so bad because <laughs> I just, I don't know, man. He's got the Bret Hart thing down. He was dressed like the undertaker a couple days ago. I just feel like he's a man who appreciates a good vape. What do you have? Like, I feel like Colby Rasmus would have one of those like big old ones. I don't know how much you know. I don't know a ton about vaping, but I mean, you know, I've seen obviously people have different types of vape things, and some people have like those big box ones. I feel like Colby Rasmus would have like a big box one with like diamonds on it or something. It'd probably be obnoxious, is what I'm <laughs> but I, I, I don't know. I mean, it probably should be somebody younger. You would think. I, I kind of feel like it might be Kyle Schwarber, man. Like he kind of looks like he kind of looks like the type. I don't know. I mean, not not that I know, he's a young guy. Um, I think it's also because I, I kind of feel like Kyle Schwarber looks like he might have a mixtape. Okay, you know? like, like like he's like he's the like he's that white rapper guy, um, you know from I don't know somewhere, but but he, he like spits pretty good. Like not all like Bubba Sparks, like he'd actually be pretty good. But then he might also vape. I don't know why. Yeah. This, this is well, the things I think, I think about. You could take a lot of guys on the Cubs if you're going to do the young thing. So. But but I feel good with Schwarber. That's a good guess. Yeah, I don't do do, do people vape in like uh, Dominican Republic? Like, is that caught on there? Do you know? I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, I mean and, that could be, that could be part of it. like this could be like something that's really just here in America right now. So it might have to be some of the more American players. Right. Well, we yeah. Sh- we should ask Lindor if if players vape. If if vaping was a big thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. As as you know, I live in Seattle. There are like a million smoke shops by me, but I have uh, I've yet to check them out, so I can't. Can't give you the stats on vaping <laughs> this time. Well, this was a fun topic. So anybody who <laughs> wants to chime in on play, MLB players who would vape during a postseason celebration, please, uh, by all means, send us a tweet, and we will include that. Um, in fact, you know what we should have done, Chris? We should have tweeted this out and read some of the yeah, responses during asked. the podcast. We should have done that. But you, we're just we're in that postseason. Yeah, you know what we'll do, though? Oh. We'll do it on the next podcast. Remind me. We'll, we'll, we'll ask this one again on the next podcast. We'll come back to it, and we'll see what people had to say. How about that? All right, that works. We can judge their we can judge their responses. We're getting interactive. I love it. Yeah, yeah, it's good. All right, uh, I think we're done. Are we done? Yeah, I think we're done. Good. Yeah, time to go do other baseball things. Sounds good to me. Tell the people what they have to do. You should definitely rate and review us in iTunes. 
uh, give us five stars, listen to our other podcasts, and not just from the Big League Stew, but from the Yahoo Sports Network, uh, Grandstanding being one of the big ones. I know you know some some other ones that you can recommend. Yeah, there's uh, there's Wetzel Forty. That's a good yep. one. They're, they're a daily podcast. If you like college football, there's the Doctor Saturday podcast. Um, there's, there's some there's some podcasts, man. YahooSportsPodcast.tumblr.com. I like that you did that plug, Chris, and I didn't have to tell you. You just did well, it on your I'll own. Try. I like it. I'm a company man. Oh, there you go. Hey, you get that new Yahoo Mail app, right? I mean, just, oh yeah. <laughs> no, I got it. It's, it's really nice, actually. I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm not being silly. Like it's, it's actually yeah. it's really slick. Um, yeah. All right, I think we're done. Uh, stay tuned to Big League Stew for all your playoff action, of course, and of course to the Stew Pod because we will have uh, many more episodes throughout the postseason. And then we're going to calm down for sure. But uh, until then, we're having a lot of fun. This is the Stew Pod for Mike. Oh no, I was going to say for Mike Oz. I'm Chris Wick. That would be weird, huh? You're not me. No, nope. for Chris Wick, I'm Mike Oz. See you later. Oh, I never had those fun.